Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version November 2022, Chapter 2, Part 3. The pleasant and rare sunny day in London suddenly dimmed as the shadow of a sign fell over Fred's face. It read, Scrooge and Marley. Fred took a breath and steeled his nerves and pushed open the door. He looked in and saw the counting house with a common arrangement, something of an anteroom that could hold perhaps two clerk desks, and beyond it, another door that led to an inner office with two other desks, these supposedly belonging to the proprietors. They were both there, both men in their late thirties who looked perhaps a bit older than they were, dressed in the common garb of the English businessman. Fred stepped into the room. He stepped into the first room and looked into the second. After an uncomfortable moment, one of the men looked up at Fred. He was a bit larger than the other, his features similar but rounder and softer. They might have been brothers. This one, however, had a high forehead and was showing signs of balding, his voice low and deep. Oye there, boy. What is your business here? I am er uh, I am here to present myself to Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge, Fred spoke furtively. The second man turned to the boy, his features sharper than the other, his frame slightly thinner, his voice a pitch higher, with a more of a rasp. Oh, and what would Mr. Scrooge do with a boy such as you? Is this a delivery? Are you here to pay a debt? Are you here to settle a score as my servant? Fred took a breath. Yes and no. I am delivering myself. I am here to be paid a debt. And I have been sent to have a score of sorts settled as servants to each other. The larger man snickered and looked to his old colleague. I think I like this boy. He shows no fear. I don't think he can be rattled. What do you say, old Scratch? Should we hear him out or toss him out on his ear? The thinner man growled at the boy and asked, What is your name, boy? Speak plainly. Why are you here? <clears throat> I would, sir, like to know first to whom I am speaking, Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley. Another growl came from the thin man, while a slight twinkle was shown in the eye of the larger of the pair. The man with the deeper voice answered, Some folks never ask us. We both answer to each other's names. He chuckled, I am Jacob Marley, boy, and this is my partner, Mr. Scrooge. Are you satisfied? Um, yes, sir. Please do not think me impertinent. This is a family matter, and I must only speak with Mr. Scrooge. Scrooge stopped his growl and sat up in his chair. A family matter? What family? What matter? Fred answered, I am here upon my father's instructions to present myself to you. That is, that I am your nephew Fred, Fred Wilkins. I was told that you would instruct me in the ways of business, and upon my coming of the proper age, you would recommend me and help get me a good position. 
Scrooge's face held its previous pose in stone. Jacob Marley cleared his throat and rose off his high stool desk and excused himself to lunch outside. <clears throat> All the while, the boy stood very still, comfortably erect in his posture. He kept a fresh face, a half-smile on his face, patiently waiting for his uncle's response. Upon the door closing behind Marley, Scrooge released his breath, <sighs> drew a fresh breath into his harsh-looking nose. You are fans, my sister's boy. Do you expect me to set you up as an apprentice here? Is that what your father sent you here for? Has he pawned your education into my care? No, uncle, not exactly. I am already apprenticed. I would like to visit you from time to time. Would you teach me of your business dealings? Help me become wise in the ways of your business? And in a few years, I hope that I might make you proud enough to recommend me to others. Hmm, boy. I suppose you have been apprenticed to that fool Fezziwig at his warehouse. <clears throat> yes, sir. My father, Richard, and Pa Fezziwig partnered together some time ago, and, and I began to apprentice with them seven months ago. They are good men, not fools. Hmm, they are foolish and poor businessmen, and if you wish me to engage with you, I would expect that you would never speak of them, or mention their names to me ever again. Is that clear, boy? Scrooge's face sneered. Yes, sir. Turn around, boy. Let me get a good look at you. Fred did as he was asked. Hum, you look healthy enough, Master Fred. Go now, and return here to me the first Tuesday of each month, right after the lunch hour. I'll not feed you. I shall show you my business, how Mr. Marley and I do our bookkeeping, and how we deal with our customers, and how we deal with those sharks and crooks at the exchange. I will ask you about your studies, and if, if you are satisfactory to me, I will recommend you for a good situation at some firms I am acquainted with. Is that clear to you? Yes, uncle. Thank you, uncle. I shall return here to you on the next first Tuesday after the lunch hour. Fred felt like running over to shake the old man's hand, or to hug him. He took a step towards Scrooge. Scrooge quickly sat up straighter in a small recoil from the boy's sudden gesture. They both froze in an awkward silence, staring at each other. Fred gave a confident smile of a young businessman. He extended his hand. Scrooge slowly rose from his desk and took a few steps towards the young man and extended his hand. As their hands clasped, Fred softened his face. Ebenezer's eyes gazed into Fred's eyes. The elder man saw, ever briefly, the look of his sister in those eyes. Then his eyes, too, grew briefly wider and softer a change that did not go unnoticed by the young Fred. In a self-conscious instance, Scrooge's face tightened again and turned into its common, stony stare. I am glad to have met you, Master Fred. Now out with you. Freddy released his uncle's hand, turned and quickly exited the counting house. Scrooge was as good as his word, as was his reputation. 
Each first Tuesday, he would spend a few hours with Fred, teaching him the counting house business. They would take trips to the exchange where Scrooge and Marley had a regular place among the sharks. This went on for many years, and the two of them became comfortable in each other's company. That is not to say that Scrooge became warm to the boy. He remained staid and formal in the boy's presence. But there was no longer a sense of awkwardness. Their outward comportment were quite different, the affable young man and the harsh old businessman. They had one trait that the two did share. Each was unflappable in their own way. Nothing could disturb their respective moods. A trait that each of them secretly admired in the other. When Fred grew older and more mature, he learned to banter with his uncle. This was an exercise that, at that moment, would amuse Fred and vex Scrooge. And yet, each would admit to themselves that once the banter had ended, Scrooge would be moved to admiration and amusement at his nephew, and Fred, in turn, would be vexed at his uncle's stubbornness.